Okay, so today we are talking about how to master your manifesting mindset using the awesome power of hypnosis. And so as I was saying, we have our beautiful guest Robin here. And Robin is a hypnotherapist, a certified hypnotherapist. She has her own company, Mind Edit Hypnosis. And uh, she's amazing. She's done hypnosis on me before. And she's just a lovely human being in general, but also just knows so much about the mind and how our subconscious works. And as we've all been talking about this week, and as you've been learning, so much of these patterns that you've been experiencing that have been causing you suffering and pain and frustration all come from your subconscious, right? Our subconscious is, I think, like 95% of what we do and how we show up in the world. So it's a really, really, really powerful tool at your resource as a resource for you and at your disposal. And so as Robin has taught me, when we access the subconscious mind, we are able to manifest 10 times faster. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, um, but it's true. And so I'm super excited for her to kind of explain to us why that's true and, and kind of talk a little bit about hypnosis itself and also limiting beliefs um, and why how they're connected to the subconscious and how we can become aware of those limiting beliefs to help us move past the things that are blocking us, right? So she'll be able to take you through what are the, the things that are really blocking you specifically from, you know, manifesting that partner that you really, really want and that has brought you here all week. Um, and so again, I just want to commend those of you still here because that says so much for your subconscious that you are showing up for yourself all week. Right, Robin? I see you uh, nodding. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Because um, one of the things that I think is so powerful that we've heard this, like we've heard it so many times before, like um, if you don't like what is that? It's it's like a, a a phrase like if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. And yes. um, I think that branching out, doing the challenge, I mean, it just shows how important it is. And I think yes. that once you realize that on the conscious level, then you can be you begin to start to be very aware of patterns and very aware of behavior. And how you're feeling. You're a little bit more in touch and you're less apt to just go through the world on autopilot, which is how we're all operating. Because like you were saying before, 95% of it is all the subconscious mind, all of our autopilot behaviors and the subconscious never sleeps. I mean, have you ever stopped to think about like, how does my heart just keep beating? How do I keep breathing? You know what I mean? Like what's the mechanism controlling that? And it's just like the body is just doing its thing and it's following its programming. So true. how you it's behave so and how you've been behaving is essentially just part of the blueprint, the, you know, the instruction manual it's been following all this time. And so being part of this challenge and your program in general, Taryn, is what is going to shake up that subconscious, really get them to see shifts in behavior. And when I say, when we talk about like 10 times faster, it's once you start working with the subconscious mind, it is incredible how effective the change can be because that's where it lives. Like we were talking, right. like I was just saying on the conscious level, you can be aware of these patterns but they're ingrained in the subconscious. And so, you know, talking about them 
And, you know, being aware of it's one thing, but to actually change that behavior is going to take that concentrated effort, but subconscious work is how you're going to do it. Yeah. So well said you, you say things in such a way that makes so much sense. And (laughs) good. I'm glad. I, I definitely, I, I'll always answer any questions too, if anyone has them, but it's, I love to take the idea of hypnosis and break it down into ways that make it just so easy for us to latch onto, to be like, oh, hypnosis, like meditation with a goal, like Grace Smith always says, like, that's what it is. Just, it's just meditating. There's no secret to it. It's meditating, but concentrated very focused meditation in the area that you're really dedicated to changing that you're going to see the results. Yeah. Yeah. I love that definition. Uh, and, and I'm so excited to actually show everyone today a little bit of what it looks like to start using hypnosis and how powerful it can be. Um, Mm -hmm. And before we get into that, I do want to just talk about a few logistics because of course, last night I introduced you to my program, the Secure Love Incubator, and how if this is the time for you that you are feeling more ready than ever to be done with all the pain and suffering that is unnecessary and have the path laid out for you to get to the next step, to get to that goal, that now I am inviting you 10 people who, you know, some of those spots are being filled as we speak, but there are still some there. And so if you think this might be you, I want to remind you of a couple of the logistics, um, because I know it was a lot of information yesterday, and I love you all for staying on as long as you did, because I just chatted away. Um, So today is going to be a little uh, less, and hopefully we'll get you out in an hour. Um, That said, though, I want to remind you about a couple things. So first off, Um, remember that there are bonuses. Okay. So all of these are going towards the, uh, the early bird special, right? So that's on Wednesday. So what it means is that if you are curious, you want to get your call on the calendar by Wednesday, your count, your call could be next week, but if you've booked it by Wednesday, I will honor that for you as the early bird prices. And so what this, um, looks like is the $500 off any of the packages, right? And if you go to the program page that I shared with you and scroll to the bottom, it lists the bonuses and it lists the coupon codes that you will put in to receive that extra $500 off any of these packages, okay? Um, And so I hope that part's clear. The pay in full bonus, you also get the Fast Track to Secure Love Workshop. Uh, and the fast track to secure love workshop is where we're, I'm telling you all the things, my top tips for what does it really take to be secure? And let's get those out of the way right now at the start of your journey so that you can set off on secure footing as you start doing this work. Um, so I'm super excited about that. That's if you pay in full. We also have the Talkify bonus where you get the matchmaking. If you sign up again for early bird, whether pay in full or payment plan. Um, And then a really great bonus that's getting a lot of um, interest. I know a lot of people on here today, I've already talked to you about it, uh, is the refer a friend bonus. And so I really want to encourage you to, if you have a friend that you think could really use this, it could be really beneficial to both of you to sign up because not only do both of you get an extra month of the program in full without charge, but it makes such a difference when we can do something with someone who's our f- a friend, right? To have an accountability buddy. And I actually, inside the Secure Love Incubator, 
I build that into the program where I say, you want to find a secure base to go through this with. So a secure base is a secure figure who you can lean on, who gives you that sense of security. So a parent could be a secure base. A friend can be a secure base. Of course, you would like your partner to be a secure base for you. Um, and so having a friend who's a secure base through the program, in addition to myself, uh, in addition, of course, to the other women who are in the program, just provides you with even more support right? Someone who can speak the language of attachment, who can speak the language of the subconscious, who can understand what this all means and, and to go to when something's happening. It really is such another powerful resource for you. So I really encourage you to tell your friends and have them book a call with me as well, a Secure Love Roadmap call. And Guanisha, if you could put that link. Um, last night, for some reason, my calendar was all wonky. So if anyone had trouble booking a call last night, go ahead and you can book today. Um, and just so you know, the, the program page at the bottom also has the call to book the link. So as long as you have that program page, you also have the book a call link. Uh, so that's that. And then at the end, we will, uh, of course, also let everyone know the last Heartwork winner for today. Um, and we also want you to be able to connect with Robin. So whether or not you move forward with a Secure Love Incubator, of course, we have the proprietary hypnosis meditations that she and I made together, especially for healing your attachment wound within the Secure Love Incubator. Um, and she, you know, you can all, you'll be able to access that. And those are absolutely beautiful if you work with us. And my clients who have been using those have been reporting wonderful, amazing shifts in their life. Uh, so I would love for you to be able to use those. But if for whatever reason you've decided the Secure Love Incubator is not for you at this time, whatever the case may be, I want you to know that you can also now connect with Robin because she does some one-on-ones still, I believe. Uh, and, and you can definitely work with her. And um, actually our prize for this evening is a, a work one-on-one uh, -on -one call with Robin uh, for whoever won the heartwork from last night. And so we're gonna announce that at the end. Um, and you can also sign up for Robin. I believe you have a link that we can share for them to get a daily recorded, a shorter version of a recorded meditation. Is that correct? Yeah, I'll throw that in the chat. I'll throw the slides that we worked with today in the chat, and then I, I'll put a uh, recording. It's a seven okay. minute, easy thing to do every day. Um, at the end of our exercise, we'll have a, a new mantra that we can work with today. So okay. you can use that love recording. It. Love and it, love it, love it. Okay, perfect. So that all said, today, again, we were, fo were focusing on how to get to the root of healing your attachment wound through your subconscious and how to do it 10 times faster. And so, um, Robin, I want to, I, I do have some specific questions I want to ask you. Um, but before I ask you those questions, the main first thing I would love for you to explain to people who are not familiar with hypnosis um, is, um, can you tell them a little bit about our, what the subconscious mind, like how it works in terms of like how we have theta, how, how that's different from when we're dreaming and, and why working with hypnosis makes them manifest faster, why it really sinks in that way. Okay. So we'll start with brainwave states. So, um, we go through several different brainwave states throughout the day. Um, we right now we're in a beta brainwave state. We're very alert. We're paying attention. Um, we're very focused in one area, maybe just like listening, talking, whatever it is, right. We're, we're kind of alert. 
Um, then it's easy for us throughout the day to kind of slip into alpha brain waves when, and this happens when you're maybe driving home on the highway, you can sometimes slip into what's called highway hypnosis, where if, I don't know if you've ever arrived at a place that you've been to many, many times and you're like, oh my God, I don't even remember actually driving here. Uh, but I just like, I've been thinking about something else. So when I think of alpha, I think of you're kind of daydreaming, you're, you're present, your, your body can still be doing stuff, but you can, you know, it has happened all the time where you're sitting in a, in a classroom and you are daydreaming, your mind is elsewhere, but you're present there. And you're maybe still hearing what your professor's saying, or, you know, same with being in a meeting or something like that. So that's kind of like alpha and we're pretty much in beta and alpha for most of the day. Um, but in the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, we slip from alpha into theta, and that is right before we fall asleep. And what we can do and what is so great about theta is that is where you can bypass the critical functions of the mind and access the subconscious mind. And so what we find is that in deep meditation, you can go out of alpha and get into theta. And so that's why we kind of like this idea of thinking of meditation with a goal when you're thinking of hypnosis. So if you're, if you think about it that way, it's a completely natural process. Like putting yourself into hypnosis is pretty easy. You're just really real deeply relaxing the body because right as the body's going to enter Delta and Delta is the brain waves for sleep. Um, right before you get into Delta, you have to pass through theta. So you can purposefully put yourself in a theta brainwave state. And if you do that throughout the day, you can access these cha this change work. What's fascinating is that children oftentimes can slip into theta. So that's why sometimes you can see children playing and they are like lost, absorbed into this imaginary world. It's really easy for them to access this. But it's also, as we'll talk about, why... Um, you know, our programming being set from about zero to seven when we're children, because we're so often in theta laying the groundwork of how we're going to survive, how we get love in this life. We can see that, you know, a lot of us had traumatic childhoods. A lot of us had caregivers or parents that were not um, socio-emotionally mature um, and not necessarily aware of their own patterning. And therefore, you know, we experience through our, our caregivers, our schooling, um, our, our church groups, any kind of friend group, like we absorb so much messaging. And the, the scary part about that is that it's set then. That is the program with which you operate. And the subconscious is familiar with this. This is how you survived so far. So it doesn't see it as threatening or bad for you. Whereas you probably have already recognized some behaviors, some patterns that you have that are not serving you at all, that are actually really bad for you. And you're probably feeling stuck like, well, how do I change this? How do I think in a different way? How do I believe different things? Um, and luckily you're able to, because the mind um, is through the process of neuroplasticity, you can reshape the neural pathways in your mind to, um, to create new thoughts and beliefs in your own mind. It's fully adaptable and can be shaped. It's, it's a malleable thing. So that's, what's great news for all of us. Yeah. 
But yes, so with hypnosis, it's completely natural. I mean, that's why people think it's like something to do with sleep because you're so deeply relaxed. You are so deeply relaxed. You're having a parasympathetic nervous system response, which means you're pulled out of fight or flight. Your heart rate slows, like you are relaxed. And that's when you can kind of access that subconscious to do the change work. I think that's why I get all my good ideas when I can't fall asleep at night because I'm in beta and I'm, and I get all my genius ideas and then I have to wake up and work. Totally. And the subconscious is genius. You can access so much with, I mean, any problem, feed it to your subconscious. You'll find the solution. It's, it's really incredible, but that's also why I will caution you. So many of us go right to our phones, right in the morning, go right to our phones, right before we go to bed. We're scrolling social media. It makes us feel terrible. It's not good for us. And so be start to become very aware of what you do right before you go to bed, right before you're falling asleep. What are the last images and thoughts that you have in your head? Mm-hmm. See if you can start to shift that. Maybe put your phone away. Maybe look at your mantras again. Maybe sit in meditation and visualize things that make you feel good. Visualize the kind of experience you want to have. Like you can, you, I mean, that is like free hypnosis right there that you can access every single day. Um, And all it takes is just like changing the pattern. And when you're kind of sleepy, kind of waking out of that dream state, that's like a great opportunity for you to start saying some really nice things to yourself for you to start thinking about positive things, positive ways you want to feel, put pictures in your mind of how you want to go through your day, um, how you want to feel throughout the day. And, and, and you will notice subtle shifts there as well. So that's just like a really quick thing we can do every day. I hope that answered your question. It totally did. You answered it and then some, and it was beautiful and perfect. And um, I know you're going to talk in a little bit about how mantras work, because I know we we're all very familiar with, I think a lot of the time affirmations or mantras, but something I learned from you last time we worked together and did a a workshop on this, which is also still in the secure love incubator in our self-love workshop library, um, is that, uh, the, when we, um, access the, what's I just going to say, my talk about subconscious, my brain just, um, (laughs) no, you, you had just said that, um, when we are in theta, when we're sleeping, um, Mm -hmm. oh, whatever, it'll come back to me. Yeah. What was the gist? What was the gist of what you were wondering? I literally cannot find it right now, but (laughs) it's probably going to come when you're talking and I'm like, wait, can you, can you tell me, can can I take a minute to ask you? (laughs) Um, no, it was, it was a really good thought, but you know, whatever, it's fine. We'll move on. I'll think of it. It'll come back. Um, but that said, I do have some other questions for you, Robin. So these women here have, these amazing women have been with me all week here. And we, you know, all of them here have expressed at some point that they have experienced a certain level of trust issues their whole life, right? Because that's kind of what comes with our, when we have an insecure attachment style is that we we tend to have trust issues, right? And those trust issues may have started very early on, right? From when they, from their parents, maybe they had some trust issues um, from uh, maybe friends, from maybe teachers here and there. We all have our own experiences, Um, but definitely at the very least from romantic relationships where maybe they've been ghosted or gaslighted or lied to so many times, right? And so as a result, 
you know, anyone who this happens to becomes a bit hypervigilant, right? A bit mm -hmm. hyperprotective. And it only adds to the feeling of insecurity in a relationship when actually maybe they meet someone who they really want to trust, right? Like how, how using hypnosis can they, if they meet a really good person who they feel like is showing up, how can they allow themselves and teach themselves to learn to start trusting this person? And then in, in addition to that, in the context of what we're doing here and, and of the work that I'm offering them, how can they benefit from, you know, if they want to be part of my program, if they want to do this work and learn it, even learning how to trust someone like me who they don't know that well, you know, that I have their best interest in heart when, when trust them, you know, it, it takes a lot to trust somebody when you've been through all of that. Right. So how can they use hypnosis to be able to trust when trust has failed them so many times before? I love this question, Taryn. I think it's a, it's a, it's probably a question that everybody in this room is like, yes, what is the answer to that? Because um, trust is, you're right. It's something that we form from like zero to seven. We learn who is going to be there for us, who is not going to be there for us. How are we going to navigate our lives and survive? Because when we're children, it's all about how do we survive? We can't survive on our own. So we need people, caregivers to, we need to behave in whichever way is going to get us love, is going to get us food, is going to give us shelter and care. So we, like I said, we set this blueprint so long ago. So if you find right now, after having childhood experiences that were negative, and then every other experience that links to that experience. So we've talked about this in lives before, how you have re-injuries. So let's say you had issues with, um, you know, you, some something that your dad had said to you when you were five years old that made you feel really insecure about your body or something like that. And then in eighth grade, when you're changing in the locker room and somebody makes a comment about your sports bra or something like that, it goes right back to where that neural pathway is in your brain and it strengthens it because it's proof now that whatever that belief was, whatever that thought is, is absolutely true. And the subconscious now is scanning your environment for proof that what this, because the, the subconscious mind needs to function, it needs to form a reality that, that it, it feels can keep you safe. So it is constantly scanning. There's this exercise that I did and oh God, I'm trying to think of what workshop it was, but I loved it because we spent a minute looking around the room for objects that were in a, in a, in a circle shape and saw, we listed how many circle things we saw. And then the practitioner's like, okay, well, how many squares did you see? And we were like, uh, <laughs> I wasn't even looking for that because I was only, I was only doing what I was told to do, right? What my programming was, was looking for circles. And so I was uh, like, there's a whole reality, a whole world that is there that you're not even really okay. seeing. And yeah. that is fascinating to me. But also I want us to realize that we need to give ourselves so much grace because you have held these thoughts and beliefs as a survival mechanism for so long that to just say tomorrow when I wake up, I'm different. I mean, what? That's, you, you know what I mean? Like we feel, we live in a society that makes us think that we can just wake up and do that. And we should be able to do that. We should be strong enough. We should have willpower enough. We should be, you know, all these things we should be, but all that does 
is reinforce how unworthy we are and how bad we are because it's not going to succeed. And last time we talked about how it's like impossible to change on the, um, the conscious level. And it is because you would have to do thousands upon thousands of repetitions to bypass a thought in the subconscious mind. Because the thing is, is you cannot have, if you take something out of the subconscious mind, like this belief that you're, you're not good enough, or you can't trust someone, you have to then replace it with, with that, with a new thought that says, I can trust people. But in order to like make that shift and have this, this neural pathway die off a little bit, and this one gets stronger, it takes a lot of repetition. Now, when you're working on the subconscious level, like we talked about, it's faster because that is where that thought and belief lives. So you're, you're not going to want to put your, your new belief and feeling on a post-it and put it on your mirror and think that that's going to change your behavior. Or even on the conscious level where you're like, that's it. I'm eating better now. I'm going to start this new thing. And then, you know, a month later, a week later, you realize it's not working. Why is it not working? And it's because the subconscious is not going to allow this to work. Because everything that you're trying to do is completely unfamiliar. And so real change work involves subconscious work that in, that brings in feelings, new thoughts, but also that's why we like that theta brainwave state because you're having you're you're having a parasympathetic nervous system response which is deeply relaxed. You're visualizing the things that you want, how you want to feel, and this is new and different to the subconscious mind, but you're doing this and you're surviving, you know, you're getting through it. So the subconscious mind over time is going to be like, okay, this isn't so dangerous. This isn't so dangerous. Um, but it is going to take like deliberate conscious effort. And that is why a group like your program is so effective because it's a community of people that know that change is difficult, that knows that you are going to face resistance the whole time, right? Until you strengthen new neural pathways in your brain, your default is that very, very strong neural pathway and that limiting belief, those negative thoughts that make you not trust anybody. And so when you meet somebody new, you're subconsciously going to be scanning their whole lives, everything about them, looking for that one thing that's going to prove to your subconscious mind that your belief is valid, right? And then your sense of reality is restored. Um, so. What this entails is that you're thinking about how you want to feel when you're with a partner. And over time, you're going to create new ways of behaving in your life that show yourself that you do trust people, that you can trust people. And also, it's not to say that if you change a subconscious belief about trusting people, that you won't encounter someone who is untrustworthy, right? But what it will do over time is build your resiliency so you can identify that more. And also you won't feel, because I think we get a rush sometimes when we meet a new person who is exactly familiar to our programming, even if we know this person is bad for us, we light up when we meet that emotionally unavailable person who is going to never, who's going to ghost us. Like that is the person that we want. We feel so connected to them, so drawn to them. 
And it's because they mirror exactly what our subconscious already knows about that person, that they are going to make us feel unworthy because that's our subconscious limiting belief that we harbor, that we're unworthy of this, that we deserve to be taken advantage of. And again, a lot of these beliefs are formed when we're children. As adults on the conscious level, we know we don't, we deserve better. We know that we should not be taken advantage of. But as a child that lacks, you know, um, analytical abilities to look at situations, to be like, oh, I think my dad said that when I was five years old because, you know, he was going through some stuff at work and blah, 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 blah. And like his dad was like, we don't do that as children. We're very egocentric. So we just be like, oh, my dad said this. He's my authority figure. It's my fault because everything is my fault or everything has to do with me. Um, we don't have the wherewithal to know, or we don't even, our brains aren't even developed enough to know that, um, you know, people behave in certain ways that have nothing to do with us, but we interpret everything as if it is our fault. And then as adults, what's happening now is that when we attract these kind of people, there's still the internalizing in the same way we did as a kid. Oh, mm-hmm. that person's treating me this way. That must be a reflection of my worth and yes. who I am and my ability to have love and find love. Yes. So all that to say is that change takes a lot of, it's not even that it's a lot of work because what are we talking about? Like 10, 20 minutes a day of doing a hypnosis recording, journal prompts, becoming very conscious of behavior patterns. Like there's a lot of support that we need. Um, but it's, it's, again, your subconscious mind is going to be like, nah, you don't need any of that. Those thoughts are weird. I don't know about that. That feel, makes yeah. me feel, yeah. This is actually what I was going to say. And like that escaped me um, before, <laughs> which was that you taught me that we can't just pick an affirmation and say it a million times, like you're saying with the post-it um, on a conscious level and have it work, which is why what we're doing today in a little bit is you're going to help us craft mantras that are subconscious actually believes Mm -hmm. because if we, if you craft, like, it's like, if you wanted to say, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds and you start out saying, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds, then the chances of you actually losing that hundred pounds are so small because your subconscious is like, you're crazy. You're not going to lose a hundred pounds. That's so Mm -hmm. many pounds. Like you're not going to be able to do that. The subconscious, yeah, the subconscious has no basis for that. There's no example of that. It's never seen that, right? Right. And so then we can, yeah, exactly like you said, we can kind of trick our subconscious though by saying something like every day in every way, I'm eating better and better. Every day in every way, like little ways we can tweak it. And then once we start seeing the changes that we like, then we can go for the thing. Like um, I easily and effortlessly, effortlessly um, get my body in shape or I easily and effortlessly like crave exercise. Do you know what I mean? Like things like that, or we can find ways to get our subconscious on board with things. But, but I think a lot of us do go to extremes because we feel like change needs to be rapid and it needs to be now, you know, like we're so, we kind of live in that like instant gratification world. Um, but we, but we need to know that the more we stick with something, the stronger those neural pathways get and the stronger they get, the, the more likely you are going to be having those thoughts fire first before any of those negative thoughts that have been on loop 
for decades in your mind. And they're always negative. It's like 90% of them every day are the same thoughts you thought yesterday. And even more like I'm talking about the autopilot thoughts, like when you're looking in the mirror, you know, like when you're, when you're in a situation that's causing you maybe some anxiety, like you're meeting a new person or you're about to have a date or you, you know what I mean? Any of those thoughts. And we all know what, what those thoughts are that just like pop right in there. It's like a track that's playing and it's so mean. Which makes it hard to trust yourself. And when we, it's hard to trust yourself when you don't feel you're you're worthy. Right. And then if you don't trust yourself, it's hard to trust someone else. Right. So that's why trust is so much about, I mean, I think all of this that we're talking about is about believing things, but you have to in small ways. But I think trust specifically is that's so true for that, that you have to really build trust slowly to start believing. Mm -hmm. Right. Like in the same way, trusting yourself to lose weight, trusting yourself to show up for yourself. It's just these small oh, little ways. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it, it, you want to focus in an area that is very important to you. You know, it's gotta be something that on a scale of one to 10, it's kind of like a nine or a 10 for you. Like you need this to change in your life. It has to change in your life. Um, if it's like a five or a six in your life, like you know, the subconscious might be on board with that, or you're, you're going to find that you're going to just be, it's it's easier for you then to like give into resistance and not work hard for it. If you know what I mean? Like, cause like I said, change can, it's, it's oh, like, we've likened it. I think last time when we had our live, we talked about how when people really change their lives, they do liken it to like, you kind of have to die to the person that you are now to kind of be reborn into some new person who thinks and believes a new way. And that can be really scary too. Like there can be some unconscious fear over that change, of course, you know, because you've never acted in this way before, you know, you've never allowed yourself to feel calm in a situation with a romantic partner who isn't texting you back or something like that. You're only addicted or your only patterning is maybe full of anxiety and fear. So like, could you imagine like getting yourself into a brain, getting yourself into like a mindset where like you really believe that you got this, no matter if this person texts you back or not, that's okay your person's coming. You believe that, you know, like the person that is going to just make my life, um, filled with joy with, um, and help me grow in ways that I need to grow. Cause we don't want to also get stuck in this like idealized fantasy that we get fed messaging of all the time too. That makes us feel bad because none of our real human relationships mirror what we see in the movies or in shows, you know, so we're constantly feeling like we fail at things and that we're not good enough for the, or that there's something wrong with us, our, 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 our beauty, our weight, our something, if only it were this way, then of course, but really what we need to really work on is to have the confidence and self-love to really sit in our deservingness. And that is where I think we've talked about how you become like a magnet for people who mirror that kind of energy when you can sit in that. But if you've never sat in that feeling, it, it feels like, well, then how do I do that? You know, how do I change my thoughts? Like, 
you know, it's, it's, it seems daunting, but like you said, we start little by little with resources and, you know, a community that then allows you to feel held because maybe there are days where you're like, I didn't do my hypnosis today or something like that. Well, you're going to do it tomorrow. You know, you're going to wake up and keep going. And I think that is where you're going to eventually see success. I think they say like change, like it's like behavior, like a repeating a behavior. It's like changes like this. It's like nothing seems to be changing. Nothing seems to be changing. And then all of a sudden there's an uptick, but then it keeps going up and up and up. And then you're changed. You're different. There's just, that's just how it works. It's like how I say one of my phrases is go slow to go fast. Mm-hmm. And it's for that very reason. You're doing the little, the little, the little, and it feels so slow, but then suddenly you wake up and like, it, you're different and you've, you've met that person and you're, and it's great and you feel so different. And um, it is, it, it, that's exactly how it happens, Robin. It's uh, awesome to watch. Um, I do wanted to want to say as well, you, you've been talking a lot about this idea that like, when the kind of the reinforcing of the negative beliefs, right. And how powerful that can be as well. And so I'm wondering if you could speak to that a little bit in terms of like, you know, okay, I have a cycle of dating unavailable men, right. Because I have this core wound belief that I am just not good enough. Right. Or I'm unworthy of being treated the way that I really want to be treated, even though consciously I know I deserve it. Right. And so let's say, you know, the women here today, they leave here and they, they take what they learned this week and they try and they, and they, you know, there's a lot, there's a huge roadmap I gave them of going out on the apps um, and see if they can find someone who's emotionally available. Right. Um, but let's say that they haven't done that deeper healing work or that, you know, deeper um, subconscious work and they meet someone and they get activated again. They think they like the person and they, they try to go slow and they try to implement all the things, but it ends up going down the same path again. Can you explain like what happens to their kind of neural pathways when that kind of negative and then, and, and they go through that same relationship again, maybe similar toxic patterns and that are being reinforced, like what's going on in their brain when that happens? And does it, in terms of the neural pathways. Is that a clear well, question? We, I love to explain it kind of like your neural pathways right now, especially the ones that would be really attracted and feel like they need that validation from that unavailable person, right? That would be like a five lane highway in your mind right now. It is very strong. It is connected to so many thoughts and so many memories and so many emotions that the second something happens that triggers any of those memories, any of those feelings, any of those thoughts, boom, you are right there. And it's like firing, right? And as you're doing your change work, you're slowly like building a little trail of something new, um, the new way you want to think where you like the opposite of being like needing that validation is like being able to discover what it feels like in yourself? Like, what does it feel like if I put my hands on my heart right now? And I said, like, what does it feel like to, to, to feel valid, like to get validation? Like, what does validation feel like to me? And like, how can I give that to myself and really sit in that feeling of validation? And like, what you'll begin to do is you'll start to visualize what it feels like, what it looks like in your life to feel that way. And now you're creating like a new connection, a new way to feel that way. That's not connected to this behavior. That is actually ick. 
right? That makes you feel bad. So now you're starting a little trail of like a new way to get that validation, a new way to feel that kind of love or to feel that kind of security or whatever, it, it put, put input any feeling you want, right? Over time, what's going to happen is that little trail, if you sit with that every day, even if, you know, you're still like, you know, with Johnny, who's like, you know, kind of ghosting you a little bit, but then pops back in, like, even if that's still happening, you're still doing the work to make this trail into a road now. Now it's a road because a couple of days a week, you sit with this new feeling, this new idea. And then over time, you're going to make that little road into its own five lane highway because it's so familiar to you now and you feel this way every day and you think these new thoughts every day. And so over time, what's eventually going to happen is it's kind of like that example I said with, with circles versus squares, enough time feeling and believing at the subconscious level that validation looks this way, not this way. Is going to strengthen this neural pathway to the point where you're not going to see the circles anymore. You're only going to see the squares. Do you know what I mean? Or there's just going to be a shift that eventually happens. And like I said before, it's not that you'll never ever have life happen to you where a bad experience will happen. It'll just be like you identify it so easily and you're not like dragged into it again and again that you can't get out because like you're just a different person. You know, you're just yeah. a different person. And so I would just say, stick with it, you know, like yeah. it with anything, you know, like writing a novel first draft, maybe not great, you know, second, third draft. I mean, you just got to keep writing, right? You just got to keep writing. Eventually you have your novel and it's done and it's published. And I know that, you know, it seems like, oh, well, it's easy to say that these are the steps, but again, you know, People can change. Like we've seen people change. I mean, we can all think in our lot uh, in our own lives of people that we know who have legitimately changed their whole lives. So it it can be done, but most of the time we kind of just compare ourselves to that, and we're like, well, it didn't happen in two days, or I didn't sell my first script, so I'm probably not a writer. You know, I better just stop. And that's exactly what your subconscious wants. Like, just stop because I don't, this, this is strong. This isn't so strong, but eventually this will be strong. And then this can literally, our thoughts can like die off if they're not thought over time, you but know, if they are thought over and over and over again. That's how they get repeated. And there so might be some, you know, cr you know, firing on both sides for a while, but after, after, you know, once you kind of change into a different person. It's not like you won't have those memories anymore, but they won't trigger you in the same way. And that's what will feel different. You know, right. like you'll think about that thing that was so painful, that is so painful. And we can all think of those things from our childhood that were very painful. And sometimes we can't even think about them without, you know, like being dragged back into that, that feeling or mindset. But what, what happened with, in my experience with hypnosis I can go back to that memory now. I can go back to that moment, but it just doesn't affect me the same way. It doesn't feel the same way that it did before. Like I have a new perspective on it, a new reframe right. that um, I wouldn't have had, had I not done that like hypnosis work at the subconscious level. 
I hope so that had you, yeah. yeah. And so had you not done that hypnosis work, Robin, that five lane highway, that is that just like very broad neural pathway that has deep grooves, right? Cause our neural pathways, they can have grooves, right? So like mm-hmm. the more you do anything, like if you play the piano, for instance, or if you type a lot, like something that comes easy for you that you access very quickly is because those neural pathways have very deep grooves, right? And so if the deep groove is, I get triggered when someone ghosts me, or I get triggered really easily if someone doesn't call me back, right? And you don't do the subconscious healing work to heal that, right? Mm -hmm. Then, and you continue on, continue on, then that groove will continue to get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, right? Um, Well, I mean, and it's just that you're, everything will stay the same. Like that will be the program that runs and you might be conscious of it, but then other times you, it just feels like your life, you know, because it's very familiar to you and it feels very normal. Would you say that's why it's harder to change the older you get? Because those neural pathways just have the opportunity to get deeper and deeper and deeper so that you it know, it's interesting because sometimes with like smoking secession, like stuff like that, you can stop smoking, even if you've smoked a pack for 20 years after like a five hour session. Sometimes that, I mean, the, my mentor teacher in hypnosis, she smoked like a pack a day for years and years and then went to um, get hypnotherapy to stop smoking and just like stopped instantly. So it's just powerful stuff to work with your subconscious, but also there it's interesting too, because I like to think of it as like a tree. Um, and like, uh, there's so many limb things that we see and those are like our behaviors and what we want to do in our subconscious work is we want to work. We want to get to the root causes of these things. Right. So yeah, this, this person, my relationships are being ghosted or I'm being ghosted here and, and stuff like that is happening. Like that, that's like the branch stuff that we're observing that we can see in our, our life, like that manifests in the life. Right. But deep down is that root belief that we are not lovable, that we, I mean, most things can be reduced down. Like the exercise that we're going to do for uncovering, um, limiting beliefs, talks about our three, like three major limiting beliefs that we carry around. And those are connected in so many ways. So again, it's like you in career, these same kind of things can show up in relationships. These same kinds of things can show up in all these facets of our life. It seems like those root, those root issues and those root causes are affecting everything. And so in our relationship area, if we just kind of start at like attacking that root cause, what we can find is that we'll get then all the other areas of our life are going to start to be affected by this shift in just how we're looking at relationships or how it's so crazy, how dealing with how you work with relationships can all of a sudden improve, you know, you asking for a promotion at work or improve like your financial situation. So many things are interrelated. And so What we want to make sure that we're doing, if we want to have an impactful change in our life, is to go to these root issues. 
So I don't know if you're ready for it, but if you want, we can start with that. Yeah, let's do that. I have one more question for you, but I think it's related to the, to the, um, the limiting belief piece. So why don't we jump into it? I know we also have a question. Um, so why don't we answer that question real quick? Cause I think it's related to something that you probably just said, Okay. Uh, whoever you are, if you want to unmute and ask, I, it says iPhone. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I, yeah, no, it's me. It's Nicole. I'm driving. Otherwise I, you know, be on video, but you know, so I find this very interesting because, and my question really is, you know, this is getting rid of limiting beliefs in order to find a new relationship. But what struck me was, is this why in relationships we one choose someone and then you behave a certain way that you cannot change so that now you go to like, let's say couples counseling or something like that. And really until you do what you're suggesting, how do you ever fix a relationship? Oh my gosh. <laughs> because it's I totally agree with you. I, 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 I think that you're absolutely right. And I, that's why I feel like everyone should be doing some kind of subconscious work at the subconscious level to like really think about how do they want to feel in their lives? Like what, how do they want to show up in their lives? Like, what does that even look like? What, what would their everyday routine be like? How would they interact with, you know, their, their partners, their children, like all these things, like how do they want to show up? And what we find is like how that is, is sometimes a lot, (laughs) it's different from how we are showing up. And we just don't know how to do that change. And so I feel like every person should be very conscious of their patterns, their behavior, all the autopilot behaviors and thoughts because they're programmed in there. And every everyone should examine that. Like, I really think if you take nothing away from, you know, today's, uh, uh, what is session. this, like a Zoom session yeah, yeah. would be, we all can grow and change the way that we think and the way that we feel. Um, And am I showing up how I want to in my life? And that, I mean, sometimes that's scary because then we have to think like, well, maybe this partner isn't going to meet me on that journey. You know, maybe I am with a partner that has no interest in changing. He thinks he's fine the way he is, or she thinks she's fine the way that she is. And then that might not be the ideal fit for you. You know, you, I think as a human being, we always want to evolve and grow and that we can always change. And, um, and, and then we hear, you know, like you can't change someone, you can't change someone. You're right. They have to change themselves. You know, they have to do their own work. And, and so I do think that relationships could all use, I mean, any friendship, any, any, any relationship, whether it's romantic, platonic, like any work relationship, all of this could work with work better with some self-reflection, some, you know, examining behaviors. And is this healthy? Is this not, you know, things like that. I feel, I feel like that's a, such a great, it's a great comment and question. You know, it just, it seems like, wow, every relationship, even if I feel like I have a pretty good sense of well-being and my thoughts are pretty positive about myself and I'm feeling in a, in a very, like in, in a good groove with self-love, um, you, w- you may find that the relationships you have are only actually serving your limiting beliefs about yourself. Right. And that's yeah. another thing about the like, the rebirth kind of thing is that sometimes change work is resisted because 
we don't want to lose things. You know, we have to have that faith that will attract, like I say the word attract, but that we will like move into opportunities and relationships that kind of mirror how we feel about ourselves inside. And I think that, you know, you can't go wrong. Even if your whole life has to change your job, your, your, you know, it, it, it sounds so daunting, but in the end, like we're here for a short time, how we feel about our life every day matters so much. And so it's, it's, it's believing that you're worthy of those changes. I think, you know, whether it's, it's going to be hard to get through. Like I said, again, it's like community and finding, you know, people that help you feel the way you want to feel and show up the way that you want to show up that holds you accountable, that support you. That's what you want. Yeah. And, and, and Robin, and just to bring this point home and and Nicole, I, I hope this also kind of speaks to your question all this week, I've been talking about how the way that my program is set up is um, very much inspired by the work of someone named Sue Johnson, who's a couples therapist. And what I've learned, um, because I started taking her certification course in emotionally focused therapy, which is based on attachment. And the thing that I find so powerful about what she does is where I was inspired by the whole healing integration piece of my program. So we have heal, attract, and then sustain that relationship, right? And so you can think of it as the healing is where we do that deep work, right? Where we understand our attachment patterns. We do the subconscious work with hypnosis, right? That's the whole relationship healing with yourself. But then what happens is that as you heal and start, like Robin was saying, you start to create that little path in the grass of a new neural pathway, right? Then what happens is then you go out in the world. And when you have the right tools, then you can attract the people who are going to help you reinforce that new neural pathway. And so that's how you start taking these thoughts and embodying them on that feeling level. And that goes to reinforce in your subconscious as well. Right, Robin? So it's like the the experience that you have in the world reinforces whatever neural pathway you are allowing it to reinforce. And when you're going from a subconscious place, from an automatic place, and you're just choosing random people, then they're going to be reinforcing or you're choosing the people that you automatically from a wounded place would choose, then they reinforce those negative beliefs more and more and more and make it harder to get out. But when you have the tool of hypnosis and you are intentional about, okay, who is someone who is going to be good for me? Who is showing me signs? Um, And that's the work that I do with you and seeing like, are they showing up more avoidantly? Is that triggering you? Like being aware of all those things makes it so this all works together so that all the healing work you're doing And then integrating also all leads to you having these new neural pathways that are going to benefit you in the way that you think and the way that you feel. Mm -hmm. Does that all make sense? And also this idea of you'll, you'll in doing hypnosis, like I said, putting yourself in like a deep alpha, like theta brainwave state, it is so relaxing to the body and we're constantly in a stressful environment and we don't really have a baseline of just like feeling relaxed, feeling good. And so we're kind of addicted too to these like feelings of anxiety and feeling really stressful and feeling like all these things are so stressful, but taking time every day to like, listen to a recording or do a self hypnosis or have some time where you sit and you visualize like right before you go to bed, like how you want to feel like is so great for your body. It is just so good for your well being in general that 
you know, you are going to just start showing up differently based on that, you know, like when you are triggered, you can shift, like you have a new tool now, you know, I actually like speaking of tools, like one of my hypnotherapist teacher always likes to say like, hypnosis is not a tool for your toolbox, your wellness toolbox. Hypnosis is the toolbox (laughs) to be doing subconscious work all the time. And again, it's not, it's, it's not like a magical thing. You don't have to have an apparatus, you know, it's like you have like a Peloton bike or something. You don't have to have anything, but a, a way to quiet your mind, whether you can do that on your own or you can do it listening to a recording that kind of guides you into ways yeah. to deeply relax your body. And then it gives you the language to change. It gives you something to concentrate on because in hypnosis, even though it looks like you're falling asleep, you're still in a very highly focused state. That's why you can access your, your subconscious mind. So you're highly focused. So the things that you're seeing, the things that you're thinking when you're in that hypnotic state, is all in which is really just theta is all um working to helping you think new thoughts and feel new things and i just i love that one thing i want to mention too because we yeah. said it in the live is that the subconscious cannot differentiate between what is real and imagined so your visualizations are so powerful at the subconscious level um a way to think about that is if i said to you the word pineapple Already in your mind, a pineapple, a picture of a pineapple has fired is somewhere in your brain. That is where you house the pineapple thought, memory, whatever. Later today, if you literally see a pineapple in Whole Foods, if you go there to grab stuff for dinner, the exact same place in your brain is going to fire. Like that is that is the pineapple. That is where it is. So if you are yeah. imagining these scenarios, it's as if they're actually happening to you. I mean, this happens a lot when we watch TV. I'm sure that like, if you watch like Game of Thrones or like really high intense shows, like you have an actual physical response sometimes. Like oh, we I do 100%. When I'll we're watching it on my head. <laughs> yeah, like our heart rate is <laughs> up. We are in it with them. Like oh, we're yeah. so focused that we are not even aware of things that are happening in the periphery. Like we are in that story and that's how highly focused we can be. So again, this idea, be very mindful of what you are watching. Be very mindful of what you listen to when you're, when you can slip into those hypnotic states, like when you're driving and you get into like highway hypnosis, like what podcasts are you listening to? Like, are you listening to things that make you feel good? Are you listening to things that help you feel inspired? Or are you kind of like stuck in some, I mean, not that there's anything bad with murder podcasts or anything like that, but you know, we have to think about like, Whoa, what else could I introduce that can also support the change that I'm really dedicated Mm -hmm. to yeah, absolutely. Well, Robin, we're already at six o'clock because or six o'clock Pacific time, because you and I, I know we could chat forever and we oh, are, no. we are long winded. Um, we do, Robin has a, um, exercise prepared for you all to kind of dig at some limiting beliefs. If there are some of you, that- I know that we might be pressed for time, but what I can do is I can just, well, if you have a piece of paper near you or something like that, we can just run through this activity really quickly because I, I won't even, I'll put the slides up in the chat, but I don't even have to go through that. 
I just want us to do this quick activity and then we'll, we'll, we'll get you out of here. We'll have to leave. Yeah. I also have, I want to just say also before everyone gets off that every Monday in the Facebook group, um, and I know there are a bunch of you on here who are not in the Facebook group, so I will provide the Zoom link as well this Monday. Um, I've been trying to do that anyway. I'm talking about the secret to coping with ghosting, and it's actually not too dissimilar from some stuff we talked about today, um, but really putting it in the context of ghosting, because I know that that's a really that's a, that's a problem that a lot of us deal with and a lot of you are still dealing with. So um, just know that Monday is the secret to coping with ghosting live at five o'clock Pacific time. Uh, so feel free to join for that day to just kind of extra, extra cherry on this week. Um, and then um, I do have the card pull that I had pulled earlier in the week that happens to be resistance, which Robin, you've mentioned resistance a lot today. So I'm going to read that at the end as well. I do want to say in case anyone has to go um, that the winner of the hypnosis with you this week, uh, let me see who I had chosen. Uh, I had chosen Maria Braga. I think I'm saying your name right. Maria, am I saying your name right? So you have yep. won- Okay, awesome. You've won a free hypnosis with Robin. So um, yay for you. If you would like to uh, a, a one-on-one with her, if you want to put your email in the, I think I have your email, but put it in the chat and then we'll have Robin connect with you about that. Um, Robin, if you also want to put the link to your self-hypnosis seven minute daily hypnosis for people in the chat as well right now. And just in case anyone has to hop off, um, feel free to do that. But then for those of you who are interested and want to stay, you can stay and Robin will take you through um, this really powerful um, exercise around limiting beliefs and coming up with a mantra that's crafted for you. Um, And I also just want to give a shout out to a couple comments I saw. Um, Sarah said snaps for that. Our subconscious has to believe the mantra. I know that was like such a, oh my goodness, that makes so much sense moment for me too, Sarah. Um, and then uh, Nicole just said, genius, you're t- you are quite the duo. Yes, I do think we complement each other well in our work. Um, so great question, Nicole. And um, feel free, Nicole, I saw that, I don't know if you're getting off soon, but to connect with me um, via email, if you want to chat more, because I saw, saw your chat in the, um, yesterday also. Yes, okay. I'm I'm all over I'm all over you Taryn. Okay, okay. I'm coming for you. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh amazing. Okay, so for So the- I put oh, a couple my- of things. I put like a slideshow of what I was going to do for slides, which has some um other ways to connect with me on there. And then it, I did this audio that's like a self-hypnosis audio. So at the end of this we're going to create mantras and then when I say in the beginning of the hypnosis like hold your piece of paper up like and look up what I want you to do is before you even start the recording write down your mantra on a piece of paper and like just look at it up and when you look up it kind of puts a slight strain on the eyes which allows you to relax a little bit deeper so it's just a little trick we start with that and it says just like look at your um look at your mantra or your your um new change thought and like look up to the ceiling and then when it's memorized, then you can close your eyes. So just wanted to clarify that, but that recording is there for you to just kind of listen to. It's only seven minutes. So if you get this mantra today and you just want to start thinking about that, it's a great way to ease it into 
on YouTube, I have a, a three minute like self hypnosis one that you could take a mantra through. So just like, again, little by little, any little thing you can do is just going to help you. So yeah, again, so excited to be a part of this. If you have to hop off, like, thank you so much for your time and attention. I really, really appreciate it. And those of you who are still with me, um, let's do this really cool activity that I got from a hypo hypnotherapist called Barbara Casey. And so one of the things I want you to do right now is to think about an area of your life that you want to focus on for this activity. So it could be, you know, your relationships, it could be your career, it could be, um, you know, if you're concentrated on healthy eating or weight management, whatever it is, just pick an area, just one area, because we're going to just kind of break it down a little bit. And I want you to think about what you require. I know it's a weird way to think about that, but like, what do you require? So for example, if I picked career um, I might want to say, like, I require my own, um, I require to write my own book or something like that. I require a novel. I require the ability to like write my novel or to finish my novel, to complete my novel. If it's relationships, like, what do you require? I require a um, fulfilling uh, relationship or, you know, like, what is it that you require? Just see what that answer would be and see if you can limit it to like one sentence. And then the next thing I want you to do is try to think of five people who have that, who have done that thing that you want, who have that thing that you want. Five. Sometimes you can even go with 10. Like all of this kind of helps you, you know, think of examples to feed your subconscious later. Like it's great too if they look like you, if you know they're, if you're, you know, if, if we think about programming that's like sexist or, you know, anything that you think could like inhibit you before, like just think about, you know, if you're, the more they're like you, the better. So race-wise, height-wise, weight whatever it is, the more they can be exactly like you, the better. But we just want to see if we can think of five people. And I hope I'm not rushing. Okay. Okay. Um, now, this is an important part of this. You need to do that. You need to think of at least seven reasons seven reasons why you can't have this. Write them down. Seven reasons why you cannot have this. So if I was thinking of the career one of writing a book, I could write like not talented enough. You know, I don't, I don't have the focus to sit down and write a book, you know, like all those reasons, I, all those reasons and excuses think of at least seven
And now I want to share with you the top three. Oh, you need minutes? You I need think, time? Yeah, because I'm doing it along and I feel like I'm going fast and I still have a few. Okay. Can we, can we give it just another minute? If Absolutely. That Absolutely. I know I, I move too fast, but I'm not actually writing it. If I were yeah. writing it, I'd probably be a little bit slower. Uh, okay. Nicole says she got kicked off because she was driving. Can you upload the PDF yes. and video again, please? Absolutely. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I think so I want to share with you and I want you to write these down because we're going to like be doing some graphing a little bit. These are the top three limiting beliefs that I think all of us harbor. The first one is I'm not worthy. The second one is if I try, I will fail. And the third one is no one will want me. So being that those are the top three limiting beliefs that people have, the beliefs that hold them back, the beliefs that cause these behavior patterns to come from, and like the reality that the subconscious is forming for us every day is rooted in that. And that's shaped from all the messaging that we've received most of our lives, especially when we were children. Um, things that we've picked up from media, things that we picked up from our parents and caregivers, things that we picked up from just all the areas of socialization. Those are the top three. I'm not worthy. If I try, I will fail and no one will want me. So I want you to look at the seven reasons that you wrote down and I want you to classify them or categorize them according to those. So for example, for the writing one, writing, wanting to write a book, right? I'm not talented enough. I would put that under, I'm not worthy, right? For if I try, I will fail. I would put something like, I don't have the personality to lead, or I don't have the focus and the discipline. That seems like a belief that would, or a thought that would fit under that category. And then no one will want me, like, if you're writing, like, well, how do I get a publisher? Like, I'm not going to get an agent. Like, that. what's so special about me? That kind of thing. And what you'll find is that those negative thoughts and limiting beliefs are going to fall maybe a little bit more into one of those categories than the other. Um, like, perhaps most of yours can be connected to I'm not worthy. Or maybe no one will want me. There's like maybe three or four of those um, seven reasons or excuses in there. 
And I like this because it kind of helps us see a little bit of a root issue that might be really prominent in our lives. Now, you might have two that kind of are similar. Now, you know, you have two areas that you can kind of work with there. And I, and I think that that's really important, too, because all of this is information that we can use now. So we know that there might be some, some insecurities and limiting beliefs around worthiness. So now when we have our mantras, we need to kind of focus them towards that. That's a core wound. That's something that is, is going to affect every part of our tree, right? If it's, I try, if I try, I will fail. Now I know it's kind of like a processing, like a behavior thing that I can start kind of looking at. Sure. It's connected to worthy or if I'm, you know, stuff like that. But I do feel like those are just like actions that I can take now that will then make those less like not as strong, like those old behaviors fall off. And then no one will want me, I think can kind of connect to that core wound of, I am not worthy of love. I am unlovable, right? That is a core wound that a lot, I would say most people have. I, I mean, it's sad to say, but I feel like most people have a core wound around worthiness and lovability. Um, and so then we know a little bit more information and you can, I love this exercise so much. Like you could do this for anything, do this with money in a couple of weeks or do this like later on with any area of your life. And it will help you just zoom right in to your programmed negative thoughts and beliefs. It brings them right out. And there's something really cool about writing it down on a piece of paper. Like, I feel like that's a really good way to connect with the subconscious too, and to get that information out on the page. Also, it's good for our conscious minds because we see those words on the page. We can identify now when that thought pops up, we can be like, ah, cancel, cancel, cancel. I don't think that way anymore. Here's my new thought, right? So let's talk about making mantras then, because how do we want to think? Robin, can I interrupt you real quick? Just because yes. I have some questions. So I feel like maybe there are some other questions. I don't know if anyone's raising their hands just to make sure we're doing this correctly. So like, let's say I have a limiting belief around time. Like I don't have the time for something. Mm -hmm. Where would you say that would fall into of those limiting beliefs? Maybe if I try, I will fail. Okay. You know, like it's something about the, that's the first one that I thought of because yeah. like it's some external thing like, oh, it's time. That's what it is. It's gonna, I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fail. There's just no way I can fit that in when, of course, there's time. You know what I mean? But when we think about these changes, it'll be so overwhelming and unfamiliar. It'll be really hard to start it. Um, but we can, you know, figure out our clever ways now of doing that change work every day to feel a little bit more comfortable with the new change, which is like, Every day and every way I make time for those things that feed my soul. You know, that's your new language. You know, like I, every day and every way I find time. And you'll find that over time, you don't scroll on social media for two hours. You know what I mean? Like there's so many ways that we sabotage our time because we don't, we don't feel worthy of that change. Right. Right. I get that's just your example. I'm not saying yeah. that you sabotage yourself. I don't know the yeah. situation, but right. I'm just showing an example of how right. you will sabotage yourself left and right always because your subconscious wants to reaffirm these, these limiting beliefs that 
that you have. And it's not good for you and you don't want them, but this is the program and the computer. And until you upload something new, it's not going to like, it's not, it doesn't know it's hurting you. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't know it's bad for you. It feels like this is what keeps you safe. Like this is, this is how you've always been. So yeah. And so, yeah. And Maria says, that's me, the time one, the time one's a big one time. And I know we always have a lot of limiting beliefs around um, resources. So like time is a resource, money is a resource, right? Relationships are even a resource. Um, No one will want me. So it's kind of this, you know, uh, these limiting beliefs, but they all kind of come back to maybe I don't feel worthy of that thing I want, you know? And And they're interconnected. I mean, some will stick out a little bit more, but, you know, I feel like if you are addressing something about your lovability and your worthiness, you're on the right track. You're not going to, you're not going to fail this exercise or you're not going to do this wrong. Right. As long as you're focused in those areas, you know, like why am I afraid of failing? Because ultimately it will prove that I am unlovable, you know, it will show that I'm unworthy of having this kind of life. So we, we know where it comes from. We know that it's all kind of interconnected and right there in that root system. So, so, but it it is a way, yeah, go ahead. I'm so sorry, Robin. I was going to say, so these limiting beliefs are really just the way that that core wound of not feeling worthy are manifesting totally day-to-day life in our conscious. Yeah. I mean, how many times, like on my slides, I have like, how many times have we said, like, I have a bunch of examples, like. I'm too blank to be with a person like that. Like I'm too blank. I could never face them again. Like I didn't go to blank. So they'd never hire me. Like people like me don't do blank. Like we have so many beliefs already set so many thoughts about our own limitations and they're not true. (laughs) You know, they're not real, but that's just, you know, the way that we see the world because that's how we're programmed to see the world that. And, and so we just want to make sure that, and sometimes we, we can use it's important. I put on the slide, one of the last ones is like, I'm too blank for that company. I'd be so bored. Sometimes we self-sabotage ourselves in a way that we think is actually positive, right? I'm actually too good for that. So I won't be doing that, but it's just a way for us not to grow into space. So we want to be very conscious and aware of like the thoughts that we're thinking. And if it's all rooted and I'm unworthy, anything that looks positive is all going to be like a present of crap. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you're not going to go for that job. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm too like creative for them or like. I don't think I could be friends with that person because she, you know, they're just like, how would that manifest? Cause I know a lot of women, you know, especially again, this is a challenge of the dating apps and like, whoa, limiting beliefs around dating apps, just because when you've had negative experiences, right? So there's a lot of beliefs of like, there are no good men out there Mm -hmm. or I don't connect with anyone on that. I I don't connect with anyone easily. I, it's really hard for me to connect with people. Would you, do well, you think I would, I would say again? if you find yourself so triggered by apps, I would maybe spend some time doing some change work and reinforcing some like positive behaviors and really seeing that present in your life before I would go back to it then. Right. You know like what I mean? Do the hypnosis a bit. Totally. Like healing piece. Yes. Which is why again, heal attract, like we do healing before we go. Totally. Really I think that's that. great because yeah. you're, you're right. It's almost like, 
you don't, you don't want to be put in a situation where you're, you're just going to be bombarded with all that negativity, right? Where you go onto the app and you're just like, there are no good men out here. All these men are, this guy is so, oh my God, he's probably so boring. Like all this stuff, like it's feels icky. You know, you're, you're, you're in this place of judgment. You're in this place of, it's just a negative space. That's not how you want to find a date, you know, like that's not how you want to go through these processes. Like that's not where you want to just, you want to go on something with like a sense of joy or like a sense of curiosity, right? I wonder what, hmm, you know, you never know, or like take your new feeling, your new outlook with you when you're going to engage in something like that, because the apps themselves cannot be in a good or bad, like inherently no, that's exactly right? what I say. Yes. There can't like be. Money. It's neutral. It's, it's what it's so the neutral. power you give it. Yes. Yeah. So you're giving it charge. You're giving it energy. And again, think of the squares and the circles. Like, what are you actually looking at? You know, what are, right. you, what focusing are you focusing on? on? And typically it's going to be those things that are rooted in your subconscious thinking and your subconscious beliefs and patterning. And that's going to yield the experience that you've probably always had. So yeah, so definitely like think about the way that you talk to yourself, the thoughts that you're thinking, and then be very curious and look at yourself with grace and love and be like, oh, Robin, that's such a funny thought. Is that true? No. And then, you know what I mean? Like just start becoming like friendly with your subconscious. And I know that sounds such well, a it's fine. It's also finding those more positive beliefs to, to like yeah. you said, when you start wanting to let go of a thought, you need to reinforce it with another thought. So I know that you're, you're leading this us towards these mantras. So how now that we are aware of these things, right? We're aware of our main limiting belief, our core limiting belief, then yeah. Can you take us through, how do you craft a mantra? So now we want to put ourselves in a, in a space I always, my go-to is always like hands over heart. I don't know why, but for me, that just like feels really authentic or just like really like I'm checked in. And you can just say like, how do I want to feel instead? Or what do I want to believe instead? You know, like that's a thought I have. That's a limiting belief I have. But what do I want to believe instead? What do I want to be true for me instead? Um, And what is that? Is that... I want to feel calm. I want to feel peace. I want to find joy in the relationships that I have with people. Like, what is it that you want? Like, keep the language simple. Like, you want this to be like a mantra, like a thought. So uh, about like a sentence, maybe eight words. Present tense, right? What? Present Present tense. tense. Always want it in the present tense. Um, Not something that's going to happen in the future, something right now, right? So I am constantly developing healthier eating habits is so much better than I will lose weight, right? Because we see I will lose weight. You're giving your subconscious an out there to do it later. Not right now. I don't have to worry about that right now. But I am developing healthier eating habits every day in every way I choose I do in the present tense, what are you doing? What are, how, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? It's what you want. Do not concentrate on what you don't want. Yeah. What do you want? Like, how do you want to feel? What do you, what thought do you want in your head instead of, and it could be simple. Like I'm worthy. 
but you could also, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to actually say that and believe it. Right. Because I know that some of us have had such terrible experiences in our lives that when we're like, I am lovable, it's, it feels, we don't believe it. No, it feels kind of gross. Actually, it feels really authentic or it just feels like a lie. Inauthentic. Yeah. So you it's want like to I was talking earlier in the week, I mentioned, and I, you weren't here, but that I said that when my friends used to tell me I was deserving of more with men, that I felt like a shield where I, they would tell me it, but I could, it wouldn't penetrate. I didn't see it. it. So think about a word, like in that example, like think about a word or a feeling that you would believe, you know, like I deserve to feel this way. I, um, every day in every way I feel more and I, I, I feel more and more deserving of love or every day in every way I find ways to show love for myself. Do you know what I mean? Like little things like that, like Like being specific, being specific. Yes. Um, I am deserving of someone who responds to me. Yeah. I am deserving. I deserve someone someone who responds to me. The people in my life are attentive to my needs. The people in my life easily and effortlessly, um, uh, work to understand me, um, and, and kind of like make it to in ways like, uh, like we're not, we want to make, we want healthy relationships too. So we don't want to be like everyone like caters to my needs because we know that relationships are compromises that, you know, but we can be like every day in every way, or I deserve, uh, people who support my highest good. I, 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 deserve people who are in alignment with, with my highest goals for myself. I, I deserve to be in relationships with people who really want to see me, who really want to be, um, who really want to know me. Um, I find my relationships are full of joy. Do you know any things like that? Like I, every day in every way I find, or I, I encounter, um, evidence or I, I see so much love and care in the world or something like we can, there's so many ways that you could go about this, but you want to use language that feels good to you too. Like when I'm with my clients and I'm sure you do the same thing too, Taryn, you develop mantras that it utilizes the way they would say it, you know, the things that they want to say about themselves. In our hypnosis that meditations that we made together, I consulted, you made, I always want to make sure everyone knows Robin made these and they're beautiful. Um, you had we, such great ideas, you know, we, like, we crafted them together. Yeah. And it was such a amazing process and they're so beautiful. And we have, I believe five mantras at the end of each one of those hypnosis meditations mm-hmm. that speak specifically to thoughts that help you heal your core wounds. So whether you're fearful, avoidant, or you have an anxious attachment style, it's those common thoughts that, um, that people with those styles have a lot where very much rooted in this self-worth piece for you to repeat and for you to have as a kind of a baseline for something that's helpful, but also you can add your own if you want. We also have that shorter mantra hypnosis for people as well, where you can make ones that are, are crafted just for you. Crafted just for you. But also I feel like when we made those mantras, we made sure that they addressed 
the exact thing. Like we, we wanted to give language because that's the thing too. Like I said, like, make it your own, but also sometimes people don't know where to start. Like, I don't even know how to put this into words and then they'll hear it and they'll be like, yeah, that's the, that's the mantra. That's it. And they're catered to specifically the core wounds of each type for sure. Yeah. And then you want to make it easy to memorize. That's why I said eight words or something short, you know, so that you can memorize this because this is going to be a new thought that you want to think in your head. Right. And I also, that's why I put my hands in my, on my heart, like infuse that with passion, infuse this mantra with some passion. So look at the words that you wrote down. How do you feel about them? And you want to like, put yourself in the presence of like, what feels powerful to you? What makes you feel powerful? What makes you feel joyful? What makes you feel at peace or calm? Make sure the language reflects that, right? Um, And then I would like you to infuse this hypnosis affirmation, like use it in your practice at least 21 days for at least 21 days. So sit with that, um, that recording, the self-hypnosis audio is seven minutes long. You could do that every day quickly. Don't do it while you're driving. Hypnosis should be with eyes closed, no heavy operating heavy machinery or anything like that. You are, you are laying down, you're sitting down in a quiet space somewhere where you feel comfortable closing your eyes. And it's okay if your mind drifts a little bit. It's sometimes hard for people to get into hypnosis because they just are thinking different thoughts and they're all, they feel scattered and all over the place, but really you can like re just focus on the words. You can just redirect your mind. You feel like you're drifting off into thinking about laundry or whatever it is, just come back to the words. And then when you're in that place where you're repeating your mantra over and over again, really sit in the feeling too. You really want to feel how it would feel to have that mantra be your baseline, right? So if it has something to do with the relationships, how is it going to feel when you are in a relationship with someone who really sees you, who really understands you, who really supports your growth work, um, everything? What is that going to feel like? I mean, do you even, have you even thought about what that could feel like? And if you, and and the more and more that we sit in that feeling of like, wow, what does it feel like to be respected? What does it feel like to have my time honored and respected? What does it feel like to have someone actually want to hang out with me, you know, like want to be with me versus people who want to like, look at what else is out there and not really respect my time or what I can bring to the table. Like, what does it feel like when we are seen as, you know, someone who is worthy of partnership? Like, what does that feel like? And if you can sit with that feeling for 21 days and think about these mantras and go through that, I am so confident and excited about like the shifts that will take place. Like I really, from the bottom of my heart, feel like this is the way forward for so many people. Yeah. I love that so much, Robin. You say things so beautifully. And, and so my last question is for you, like, you know, this is, this change work is big. And what I'm, my promise of my program is I'm going to, this is going to transform your love life. 
And in the process of transforming your love life, it's going to transform a lot of areas of your life. Like you were talking about, like, it's amazing to see how people start showing up differently and feeling differently at work and with friends. And even in the relationships with their family, so much heals when you start dealing with the root cause of how you're showing up in your life. Right. Cause like you said, it's so interconnected. And so what can you say for women who, the women who are still watching this or who are watching the replay, who are like totally inspired right now and are like, yeah, this is, this makes so much sense. This is what I've been missing in my life. And I would love to have these mantras. I would love to be able to do Robin's hypnosis to heal my attachment wound. I would love to be a part of the secure love incubator. I, I want to believe that that my, my love is out there, but that they're so quick to, because we're so already programmed mm -hmm. to, you know, a lot of us, especially anxiously attached, fearfully avoid and attached, we often put other people first, right? And that's like a big wound. And, and it, and it, I think it can show up as, um, it's interesting because it's, we putting other people first almost feels safe if you don't believe you're worthy of it, right? Mm -hmm. And so to the women who would, you know, invest in something for their kid at the drop of a hat, no matter what, or invest in something for their partner at the drop of a hat, no matter what, but struggle to invest in themselves. What would you say? What is like a mantra or something to help them feel worthy of, you know, getting the support that they really need? Well, it reminds me of what we said before. Like, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And I think that if you have, and we all do have that core wound where we would, like you just said, buy a program for our kid at the drop of a hat. We wouldn't even think about it because we love so deeply that person. And it's so sad that we, in so many ways, don't love ourselves in with that same kind of, we don't feel that kind of worthiness or deservingness. And I think I would say that there have been many times in my life where I have wanted to change something. And I thought maybe I could just do it on my own. You know, I can, I can totally think about how during COVID, during COVID and since then I'm like, I can be someone who can work out at home. I can do that. I can totally do that. <laughs> and I hadn't been seeing the results that I wanted. And I'm just like, I would get down on the floor, you know, to do like a mat yoga workout. And it just like, I'd think of a million excuses like, oh, today was just a rough day. I'm really tired. Like I need to, you know what I mean? Like I would think of so many ways to not invest in that. Yeah. And then I was just like, you know what? I've had enough. I'm, I'm really done. I, put, I like, I, when I vision board, like I put, I'm like, this is who I want to be. This is my identity. I love working out. I want to be someone who is fit. I want this for myself. And so, you know what? I'm going to do it. And it's expensive, but I was like, I want to do these like yoga sculpting classes and they are expensive, but I'm going to do this because I want to feel like that. I want to believe that part of my identity is a person who is fit, a person who cares about their overall well-being, a person who makes time, because of course I'm like, I don't have time for this, but person who makes time for exercise every day. I want to be that person. And um it did take an investment. And most things in my life have taken that. You know, I find the teacher who I vibe with, I find the person who I really feel can res I can resonate with. And I need someone to hold me accountable. 
And that's for me personally, those are always the things that have helped me to change um, because I want to, I really want to live this life that I see in my mind's eye that like I, I deserve, you know, that I really want. And, um, and would you say each time that you take the step towards that? I mean, that's the amazing thing about it. The subconscious is that you take that step towards the workout program you want and yeah. you start believing you, it's like you start hoping for mm-hmm. real because you have a goal and you see that path and you start actually believing, oh, this is actually possible. And your worth starts to change around it. Yeah. And because I'm a hypnotherapist, I was like, you better believe I am not going to pay this money every month to do these classes and not do them. So my hypnosis work for the last couple of months have just been dead set on like, I am worthy of health and wellness. Like all these things I am doing this because I want this to be an everyday thing. And since the, you know, since the start of the year, it's so cliched for new year's resolutions, because I'm always talking about how new year's resolutions can reiterate feelings of unworthiness when we fail, um, or when we don't follow through on them. But of course, as a hypnotherapist, I'm like, no, this is going to be, this is part of who I am now. So that's how it's going to be. So yeah. and you're doing the integration piece to believe it as well. You totally. And, and you, do, you do the work because, and it does, like you said, every time I get in my car and drive to those workout classes, like I'm already, I'm already like in that mindset. Like I, I am that person who does this every day. You know what right. I mean? And yeah. you will, yeah. you will get to a point too, where you realize like, yes, I am a person who you know, uh, invest in myself because my personal growth is a, a form of wealth too. You know what I mean? Like, I think that too, um, there are so many ways to be wealthy and so many ways to have joy in life. And sometimes investing in yourself is going to give you the tools, the accountability, the community that you need to actually make that change. Cause like we've been talking about this, this whole live session change is it's not easy to do alone. You need to have your toolbox of hypnosis. You need to have a community to help you when the resistance, cause we're, we're paving, we're paving that highway. We're making that five lane highway. And we're trying to like get that other thoughts, those, that other way of being to not be real for us anymore. And that's going to take time and commitment, but I feel like there are ways out there. There are programs out there that are just the way forward, just like such a support for that success and through that transformation process. So I think when I think of investing in self, like there are many times that I've done that, that I do feel like, um, I'm better for it. Like I, I do want that knowledge. I do want those communities. I do want to have that support and a place to ask questions and stuff like that. You know, it's just, it's yeah. it's so important when you're doing something as, as daunting and sometimes scary as changing your whole way of thinking and, yeah. and showing up. Yeah. I, you, you say so many good things that I get so excited to say it. And then you say another good thing. I'm like, Oh, Wait, I'm interrupting, but I wanted to react. Um, I was just going to say too that, yeah. And then when you show up for yourself, that has such a ripple effect in like, if you have kids, they see you showing up for yourself, right? So you're breaking the generational pattern of 
a child feeling unworthy because when a parent's worthy, they can make their child feel more worthy or, you know, um, your friends, the, the people in your life, like it really does have a ripple effect when you take care of yourself. So kind of, I know that the concept of selfishness has come up a little bit this week. The idea of me meeting my needs is selfish, but actually you're meeting your needs for the first time than that you haven't, you know, in a long time. I see Maria's leaving because she has to get in bed. Um, and, and I know that we've gone long, but, um, mm -hmm. but I just wanted to address that piece of like it being selfish because, um, for so long, you probably weren't expressing your needs or meeting your needs or putting yourself first at all. You were putting all the other people first. And so now you're really just coming into balance and, and it feels a little uncomfortable at first if you're not used to putting yourself first, right? It can feel selfish. It can feel not good or icky. Um, or like you should already know these things. Like it shouldn't be something that you could seek from somebody else. Like I feel right. like that's, yes. that's something that you can easily self-sabotage too, just to make yourself feel worse. Yeah, that like, like, but we don't know yeah. what we don't know. I'm a lost cause or like the rooted belief. Like if I try something, I'm just going to fail anyway. So what's the point? Right. Um, like just knowing that I feel like is empowering in itself because yeah. it really helps us to really see, uh, where we kind of prevent ourselves from actually changing and growing as yeah. people. Absolutely. Well, Robin, it's been so lovely having you. And <laughs> I'm so sorry. It went so long. I think I talked so to you every like, night. I oh, go long minutes. No women stay. And I am just so touched by it because we go over. Um, so hopefully that's, it's good. It's helpful for you all. And if you're on the East coast, before you go to bed, you'll be thinking these high level positive thoughts for yourself. Um, I do want to just end on this card that I had pulled earlier the week. I did a card spread this week and then each day just felt so appropriate. And this day of course was resistance. So um, I usually read these at the beginning, but we got into chatting. So I didn't. So before everyone who leaves, I just, I'm going to very quickly read this card pull from the moon deck resistance. It says I meet resistance with kindness. Resistance is often a sign that change is happening or wants to happen. Whether we actively call change into our life or its current sweeps us under, change can sometimes feel uncomfortable. If you've hit a wall of resistance, know that this is not the time to quit. This is a powerful moment that is asking you to grow. Breathe, relax, and remain centered. The other side is right there. Allow yourself to expand into possibility, even if there are a few growing pains along the way. This is exactly where your personal and spiritual practices play a vital role in supporting you. Recall similar moments in the past and how things had a way of working out. Your prior self has gone through so much to get you here. Trust her and remember your tools. You're a brave beauty and can meet resistance with kindness. I love that so much with regards to everything we talked about today. It couldn't be more perfect. It's like, I, so, I don't know. It's just so cool how, you know, I like how divinely inspired or just like, I don't know. I just think things like together. that are just so appropriately gorgeous and I love them. And it is the most perfect card to pick for what we're Absolutely. talking about. Yes. Yes. So, so it can feel big, but just know everyone little by little, you will get there. And you will get to that relationship you want and you will get to those feelings of worthiness that you are deserving of. Just don't give up and, and find, find the support that's going to help you get there. 
And if it's working with me in the Secure Love Incubator, I would love to be that support for you. I hope you can see now what kind of transformation you are looking at if you do join us. So if you do, again, have questions, feel free to book a call with me, the Secure Love Roadmap call. Um, I'm going to just drop it in the chat here one more time for everybody. Um, actually, I'm just going to drop my program page in again, because again, you can just scroll to the bottom there and find the uh, roadmap call there as well. Here we go. And, um, and I know it's late and it's a Friday and you've all been here and actually Guanisha, can you draw? Oh no, my computer. Oh, there it is. Okay. I thought my computer was freezing. So I'm just going to drop it here for everyone one more time. Um, book that call by this Wednesday, or at least get it on the calendar by Wednesday. If you want to qualify for those early bird discounts and all the beautiful bonuses, tell your friends if you want an extra month and Robin, thank you for your time on this Friday evening. And thank all of you for being here and bringing the energy and and making it all possible. So um, for those of you who have it in you, when rest up this weekend, we're talking about ghosting on Monday for our final day for my Monday live. And uh, have a beautiful weekend, everyone. Robin, is there any last thing you want? Thank you, everyone. No, my son and my husband just got back and there. We're having a sleepover tonight. So it's chaos right now. But I just wanted to say thank you so much for everyone's time. And this was yeah. so fun. And I can't wait to hear about everyone's changes and just shifts and just know that you're, I know it sounds weird, but little by little, you can do this. You got this. It It is possible. It absolutely 1000% is possible. So if I can support you in any way, I know Taryn's here to support you in all those ways. Just thank you so much. Thank you, Robin. I appreciate it. And thank you all for being here. Um, as some of you are not in the Facebook group. So I'm just dropping in the chat um, my email. If you do have any questions about anything, I know you, you can book a call with me too. Um, but sometimes if you just have a quick question, uh, hello at truerlove.com is my email. For those of you not on Facebook, you don't want to just reply to the mass emails because that comes from a little bit of a different email address. So just wanted to put that in the chat for anyone. Uh, Patsy, Leah, Nicole, all of you still on means so much that you're here. And I hope to connect with you personally if you have any questions or are curious about anything. So thank you all. Have a beautiful weekend. Thank you, Robin. And we'll see you all soon. Bye.